Here we stand, worlds apart, hearts broken in two. We're talking about Tron from 1982. It may not be directly based on a video game, but it is a reaction to the boom of video game culture and has had a lasting effect on culture since. So stay with us. We'll be here right after the break. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's video game movie anatomy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Popcorn Talk's Video Game Movie Anatomy. We're going to be chilling here all throughout the grid. You're listening to Sounds of the Solar Sailor on from Tron. 1982's Tron. Hi, it's... The music in this in this movie is so chill. This whole it's it's night and day to what Tron Legacy is, and I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm one of your hosts, the internet's Mark B. Donica, joined as always by Stacy Shuttleworth. Hey guys, I'm Stacy Shuttleworth. You can find me online at Stacy Shuttles on Twitter or on Twitter and across the web at Nerds Doing Stuff, where I'm a nerd doing stuff. And that boy Patrick is not joining us tonight. Uh, there's a little bit of confusion. He watched Legacy instead. Don't blame him. Great movie. Uh, but yeah, so so he's going to be back in two weeks. He's on assignment right now. Very busy man. Um, but we're going to be talking about 1982's Tron, directed by Steven Lisberger. And if this is your first time, um, we, what we do here on Video Game Movie Anatomy, this album is getting to me, so I'm going to pop it back down. But look, I love the soundtrack. Anyway, um, here on Video Game Movie Anatomy, we dissect the film adaptations of some of our favorite interactive media. And this is a special case. Every now and again, uh, we do have some... Some shows that are just bad. The movies are bad, under 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, and we try to have fun with it at their expense. And sometimes we need a break. Last time we took a break, we did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. The time before that we took a break, it was Wreck-It Ralph. Every once in a while, we need a break. We have to recover sometimes. Yo. It's week after week and just... And Pokemon 2000 was no slouch. Um, and this was also was kind rough. of like my wedding present to me because uh, the week after the the weekend after I got married, it was a wonderful time. But thank you. Um, and so I was like, what what movie do I want to come back to? Let's do Tron. Dang it, I flip and love Tron. And I know we're representing the new movie a lot here, um, but it, it it's become a lot harder to find relics from the original movies. I do have my two in television games, Tron Deadly Discs and Adventures in Tron, uh, highly, highly uh, rated on Metacritic uh, for their time. Very beloved, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. why not? Um, but yeah, so, so we're talking about Tron. Uh, Stacy, what is your first experience with the Tron franchise? So the first time I encountered Tron, somehow in my childhood and all the VHSs that we went through, mm-hmm. I never had Tron. That wasn't something we watched, you know, my sister and I when we were kids. So the first time I experienced Tron, it was in Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. On the entire Tron-based level. Space Paranoids. I hated it. Yeah, why did you <laughs> oh hate it? Oh my god, I don't know. I thought it was the worst level. I just wanted to not do it. Dude, I was the exact opposite. I thought <laughs> it was the coolest thing. And I think a lot of people from our generation got got it from Kingdom Hearts 2. Probably. I absolutely think so. Because it looked really cool. And mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh, this is so neat. Like, look at the... Because, you know, he changes his appearance based mm-hmm. on the worlds he's in. And so you have them all decked out like they're on the grid. And it looks really cool. And we're just going through the level. I don't think, no... No, I don't like this. And I think I might have just gotten frustrated with it at some point, which happened a lot in those games. (laughs) But no, it kind of left me like, no, no, I don't want to go back there. I actually really look forward to playing the level back because I have all of the HD remixes. Um, And also, did you ever play Kingdom Hearts 3D? 
No, I haven't made it to that one yet. Because they have uh, Tron Legacy base levels in there that are pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be coming out in Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Remix, which is later this year. Um, Yeah, but this as well, Tron has always kind of been in the world, in media, in music, in TV, in movies. And we we hadn't known, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's maintained its appeal as... This look into the future, this timeless look into the future, because while the special effects may have aged a little bit, or at least the 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 way the right. how how they've done those special effects may have aged a bit, it still looks timeless. It really does. Mm-hmm. You know, even seeing it for the first time just recently, and it's as it was, mm-hmm. yeah. And of course, you know, I've been familiar with it. I know the basics of it, and I can usually spot the more like overt references that happen on tv shows and they're all over sci-fi all over and and just pop just culture everywhere yeah. simpsons robot chicken south park has had multiple references to it mm-hmm. i didn't get that and, and we're gonna be talking about our favorite references later in the show um yeah south, south park uses tron in a very weird way um but for those of you who aren't familiar with tron what are you doing go watch the movie support it it is a wonderful film and it, it will show disney that it is a property worth reviving we're going to talk about the cultural impact a little bit later too but for those of you who are unfamiliar with it it is about a computer hacker a, what a computer hacker, hacker is the word for? you're right mm-hmm. is abducted into the digital world and forced to participate in gladiatorial games where his only chance of escape is with the help of a heroic security program named Tron. It's crazy. It's it's wonderful and and weird and bizarre. It's a though the way that Lisberger puts it in all of the the special edition material is it was a frontier that back in that day we didn't it was a new frontier. We didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. So let's try to see what that frontier is like. And he was ahead of his time because that, now we have all of those user representations online mm-hmm. and and way ahead of its time. Yeah, and that was kind of the first time it popped up. And it, I mean, it's a fascinating look mm-hmm. at what those relationships mean and how they could play out. And I think it's also important for like sort of the toxic internet culture that, that exists to see that there are representations of yourself that interact and you it, it, it kind of helps you see yourself as yourself when you're in these online forums. Hey, you're still you online. Mm-hmm. And so you're you may have a weird... Anonymous. N- yeah, you may have this weird nickname, but you're still you. Um, so we like to have a lot of fun on here. Uh, we have s- certain games that we play. One of those is our speed runs. That's where we give a definitive short review of the film. It's it, it's essentially awesome movies done quick. Uh, Mortal Kombat has a cheesy script but nails the spirit of the game. That's one example. Also, Street Fighter's costume design was the only person who did their job on the film, actors and all. So, Stacy, what is your speed run of this film? Alright. So, for Tron. While the mechanics may no longer be considered dazzling by today's standards and the plot often runs thin, Tron's one of those classics that still manages to infect viewers with a contagious ambition and a healthy dose of nostalgic fun. That's really good. That's really so- that's really solid. I would put that on a box quote if I was a Disney executive. Oh, that, that was a nice one. You know, it was pretty solid, pretty straightforward. Um, Patrick is not joining us with his uh, paragraphs, as he usually has. Um, They're great. This original... They're very long. This, Sorry. It's okay. Carry on. This original journey to the grid uh, has not lost any of its weight and continues to be an inspiration for all sci-fi today and the future. And and I don't think that will that will change. 
it's held up this long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, but it really has. It I has. mean, most movies you go back and watch that you, especially if it was something you loved as a kid, you go back and watch it and you're like, oh god, I, I just ruined these. I can't believe I liked this movie. Memories. That happened to me with Pokemon. Yeah. I love Pokemon. I can't. I can't do it again. I can't. I just can't do it again. No. Um, but yeah, th- this one where it's it's interesting. Our episodes where we enjoy the movie tend to be a little bit more straightforward, <laughs> so we have to like distract ourselves. Um, but I wanted to ask you what your um, th- what your controller toss moment and a controller toss moment is. It's a moment when you're watching the film and you've got it. You you have to be kidding me! And you wing your controller across the room. Did you have one? So. I don't know if I had a full-fledged, like, what kind of controller toss <laughs> what, a, thing. A visceral one there like were, we usually do. There were a few, like, moments where they'd introduce, like, the new mechanics within uh, the programming. There mm. was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, kind of the building. But nothing nothing that was like, wow. <laughs> and it's probably because in today's day and age, it's such a difference. But, well, when the movie first opened, I go, are, are you? I looked at my husband and I'm like, are, are you sure this is the new one? These graphics are not what you would get in 1982 and he goes yeah no this is it and i was mm-hmm. like oh okay <laughs> I, so so that was that was really just well the, i had one the gray fix one um i guess plot point moment mm-hmm. that kind of made me go hold up what um when they're on the grid and flynn and yori are about to say good or i guess he's gonna go off to save the world mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're making out on screen yeah that one, that one was I can understand, but they explained it later when Tron came back. She says, "I thought you were dead." Yes. So okay. she was having a, an intense emotional reaction that they didn't really go into that much. But the first time I watched the movie, I was like, "What the hell?" Especially because it's his ex girlfriend's avatar. It's, it's even more like, "What are you doing?" And he's cool with it. he's getting action all across that. Might like, as well. Jesus. She'll <laughs> never know about it. That's not weird. No, not at all. Um, fine. Mine, you you probably missed it. Oh, it was gosh, in I... the beginning when they were in Flynn's arcade and Flynn's playing Space Paranoids and he he and he beats the the recognizer and everybody just, hey, everybody cheers and whatever and as he's walking away you hear somebody go 999,000? Oh. Which is just some arbitrary high score number, like in The Wizard. It's like 50,000? You got 50,000 on Double Dragon? Which is impossible on the first level. Thank you very much. But yeah, it was okay. just like, <laughs> why don't you say a million points if you're going to do that. that much of an arbitrary... <laughs> If you're going to be ridiculous about it anyway. No, 999,000. But yeah, nothing too huge. It all, uh, as as I've gone on record on the show before, if it makes sense in the world and they explain it well enough, I'm all for it. And I think it totally did. I I think it totally made its case. So this cast, very small. But very wonderful. Jeff Bridges as our hero, Kevin Flynn, and his program Clue. Bruce Boxleitner as Alan Bradley and his program Tron. David Warner, who is my favorite performance in this whole thing, who played Ed Dillinger, his program Sark, and the Master Control program. Cindy Morgan as Laura and Yori, uh, which is a weird sort of a thing. Um, Bernard yeah. Hughes as Dr. Walter Gibbs and Dumont. Dan Shore as Ram and his only real-life... Uh, Credit is Popcorn Coworker. Which is great. He was given a name in the sequel. I uh, It's Roy something, and I totally forgot it. And then um, uh, like Popcorn Worker. Peter Jurassic is Crom. Um, but yes, Popcorn Worker, Dan Shore. I, Ram. It describes who he was. And, and Ram is one of my favorite of the side characters because he's like 
a kid signing up for war who's looking for a hero. And, yeah. and he plays it to such a purity. And, and I, I love it. I love this cast. Who, who's your favorite from the cast? Uh, you know what? I liked Tron a lot, and I liked Ram a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Bit. Oh, the was, Bit. Who is uh, definitely yes, yes, my yes, favorite yes. No, character. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love the little inanimate sidekick characters. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, always. Yeah, the, the Bit, I, I think when people get old enough and, and realize what... If people who grew up with this, like, when I first saw the idea of the bit, I didn't Mm -hmm. get it until a little bit later. And then once I got it, I was like, that's really funny. That's great. More people need to use that. Really clever. I enjoyed it a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, And I liked the nuances in that uh, Jeff Bridges showed in Clue, where at first he was very, I am a computer, I am a program, I am this and that. But once he was getting tortured, he became a lot more human, which was kind of cool right before he got derezzed. Sorry for the spoilers. Um, but yeah, I, th- this cast, I, I don't know if you could do better. I mean, Jeff Bridges just going with the flow like he does, su- super cool. But yeah, I, I, I love everybody, but I really love David Warner. J- okay, yeah. Because he was Dillinger, and he was like oddly casual. He was mm-hmm. almost as casual as Jeff Bridges' character, but was, was British with it. Like bring bring them all on. I'm I've been looking for a challenge. Give give me a real gamer to fight. It's just like you're like a you're like a Shakespearean trained British actor, yeah. and you're like yo one v one me IRL bro. Like <laughs> really was, es- essentially, he was. But that that's what made me love Sark a little bit uh, a little bit more too. Sark was fun. Sark I is, thought Sark was really interesting. And did you catch the uh, the Pac Man in the background? His big yeah. com- computer screen at one point became a Pac-Man map, and you could see the Wagga Wagga. Oh, okay. I know. I kind of saw it resembled a Pac-Man map. I didn't see him though. Uh, near the end, there's a close-up of Sark where he looks really serious, but there's a little Pac- Paku Paku man right <laughs> can't there. Can't get too serious. We no, don't have Pac-Man. Back. No, of course not. So, um, did you feel like the plot was too hard to follow? Because that was a common a common complaint when it first came out. So there was a little adjustment period, and mm-hmm. I have to admit, I stopped and asked a lot of questions about as I was trying to piece together the world um, in my head. I mean, I got there, I figured out exactly like how the world was working, but the world mechanics at first. I mean, they start talking about the kind of the religion with the users and the the relationship between users and programs. Yeah, and so building that idea of how this world worked um, took me. Not long. I mean, no, it wasn't overly complicated to no. where it threw me out or anything. It was just I wanted to make sure I had it straight. Um, as far as the plot goes, it was a little wonky at first. I think it was kind of trying to figure out where it was going. But then when they desi- you know, decided on their objective, when they figured out exactly where they needed to go. Like it, once the escape pretty, started to happen? Right. Yeah. And it was like, all right, we have to get to the communication center. We have to get to... Um, you know, with a travel and just or to the main CPU, I'm blinking on <laughs> the, the MCP? where MCP was, yeah, in the IO Is, tower, yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, the digital planes, yes, then it became pretty straightforward and mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't complicated, it was just becoming acquainted with the world, yeah, and, and it took a little more. while just to understand everything in it. But mm-hmm. they, they spent enough, I think they should have spent more time with the scenes in the prison cells. So that you could learn a little bit more about what life was like, but they introduced you mm-hmm. to to Crom, the first the first program that Flynn ends up playing High Ally with, 
uh, on the target range. They, and he had such an interesting attitude compared to what you would kind of expect. And seeing from how he was first in there, he was just like, I'm just an accounting program. And then he realized, this no, I need to fight ruthless. To, need to fight for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can take advantage of this this new guy and, and keep uh, moving forward in the games. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Is Once... Once the the world was established, it was like, oh, let's let's play around in here, mm-hmm. and and the fact that it, it's such a wide margin that they've expanded to such huge heights with the whole franchise, I, I think speaks to the strength of the original the original vision from Steven Lisberger. Oh yeah, they, I mean they made an incredibly engaging world. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to explore. There was a lot more that they could have explored, and I mean they have since. I, I, but I mean, especially when Flynn arrives at the at the city, and you see. All of the other idle programs that are just dressed extra. There's that one thing that was just like fries. Like, what? Who are you people? What are you doing? What is your What is your purpose? Right. What kind of a program well, it's are about you? The, yeah, the kind of life you lead inside mm-hmm. here. And why are, Why are you stuck in the? Or why do you stay in the IO tower just for security purposes or what? There, mm-hmm. it, it raised the right sort of questions, not the questions of. What the hell are we still doing here? That doesn't make that any doesn't make sense. Any sense? But no, the the, the proper questions of mm-hmm. wanting to learn more about this world. It, yeah, it was exactly. It was tell me more. It, yeah, and and that that we have the 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 cultural impact of this movie was made even more apparent when they made the sequel, when they made Tron Legacy, and you got to see there were there was a. PC game in 2003 called Tron 2.0 that was a direct story sequel to Tron because mm-hmm. everybody just wanted more Tron. It, it didn't do well in box offices. It did not do well in box offices no. at all. Um, but to the, well, actually, funny, funnily enough, to the point where Disney didn't do a live action movie for 10 years. Uh, Disney proper, but they did. They mm-hmm. had Buena Vista and, and other companies too. But the, the the fact that this has remained such a important piece of our culture and uh people still talk about it i i i don't hear a lot of people who talk super negatively about the franchise as a whole no but some of the executions mm-hmm. like it's like oh I, electronica doesn't fit in disney's california venture or i don't i don't get this or i don't get that and and which is fine it's it's something that have you have you learned about our lord and savior tron the movie um but I, I, I've absolutely loved everything that's come from this, um, and the fact that we can we can come into a franchise through a completely different way, through Kingdom Hearts two, right? Of a all Disney places, based video game, mm-hmm. or or imagine Amazing. the people who got uh, Disney Infinity, the now defunct Disney Infinity, <laughs> saw the Sam and Korra figures and went, "What is this?" Though that aesthetic the, and and the the hyper future aesthetic. Is so popular amongst young kids and and gross adults like myself. But uh, so I I, I think it. I, I wish that Disney would put more effort into it, especially after going back and watching the first one again. Mm-hmm. Goodness, goodness me! More Tron. More Tron. Always That's more just Tron. What we're gonna be saying? Like I'm beyond surprised that Tron Three got canceled. Like. Uh, Tron Legacy didn't do terribly. I thought it was pretty well received overall. Yeah. I mean, people liked it, and it did all right in the box office, right? I think it, yeah, it it did all right. 
it wasn't a success. But all, the the thing about that was all of the external stuff was mm-hmm. also treated very well. The Tron Evolution video game, the all of the merchandise sold insane. I mean, right. we, here we are with it. I mean, um, fought for it. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> really um, though, uh, like. It, the, the world at large loved the aesthetic, and so much mm-hmm. came from it to the point where it re-entered the zeitgeist with with a new look. It's it's so it, it's very rare where you can get a popular piece of media that changes and people are equally as excited about it. Yeah, because it did undergo a pretty big shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have not seen Legacy yet, but I know what it looks like and how it. You know how they've styled you've been, you've it. been surrounded like you oh, I'm, all over. We we hung out at Electronica and that multiple was, times. I've yeah. been there absolutely. It's flipping awesome. I mean, I heck. know the aesthetic mm-hmm. and I enjoy the aesthetic immensely. Okay, that's a world the, that's great. Then we're <laughs> definitely doing uh, a, a movie night where where our respective uh, other other halves and us we're going to have a, a bloody tron party and Beautiful. we're going to watch tron uprising cuz that we uh, more about that so <laughs> so um we'll we'll talk more about sort of the offshoots of the tron franchise in a second but this the way that this production came about is impossible today Le, uh, i mean unless you you have a kickstarter but uh it, it was steve lisberger had this idea this vision of this uh light warrior this this uh this electronic Light Warrior, uh, and and drew an animation for it, very early sketches of Tron. Everybody was doing this sort of backlit animation, this hyper-neon, and it started as an animation project, and it turned into a, well, what if we shot it? So they shot on black and white against black sets and painted everything in post. It was this extremely long process where they had to obtain film negatives of the of the actor and then use those to paint under because that gave them clear lines. It, this um, they they rotoscoped all of the color into it. This really long, extensive uh, this really long, extensive process for production that Disney wasn't about at all. But they did over 25 minutes of computer animation, which was unheard of at the time. Absolutely unheard of. Um, did you know about them in the Academy Awards? I learned about it as I was reading up on Tron. Amazing. So they were they couldn't get not they were denied a nomination uh, for an Academy Award for special effects because the Academy claimed using a computer was cheating. Which, if you look at, at now, if you everything is everything. But it also just goes to show how ahead of its times mm-hmm. this movie was. I mean, that right there, I think that's. Probably that the it. biggest, yeah, the biggest argument that you can make for this movie really being something special mm-hmm. when it came out. I, regardless of uh, people's opinions on the film, though, again, I haven't heard anybody just all out bash Tron. Uh, everybody recognizes how important of a movie that this was. Mm-hmm. Without this, we don't have uh, Roger Rabbit. Because this is a combination of live action and animation over each other, uh, and while the the 3D animation is rudimentary, it's so stylized that it looks like its own thing. It's like Batman the Animated Series. It may look dated, but that's just what Gotham looks like. Right, that's what they were going for mm-hmm. in that case. Ten hundred percent. I found this funny too. Is the computer that they used uh, to edit this stuff had two megabytes? of memory and thir- 330 megabytes of storage. I could get that in my pinky today. 
Absolutely amazing. It's it's incredible. Especially like in in a wor- in our world today, thinking of well, these are what computers were like. Computers were completely uh, a completely different frontier than what we have now. Yeah. Literally, like I, he he even said, the phone that you have in your pocket has more technology than the computers that we use to uh, edit Tron. Rooms of computers yes. did not even probably a fraction of what our little phones can do. And the the set where they shot the uh, the, uh, the the laser that that brought Flynn into the the grid mm-hmm. was a was a huge room and it was a uh, it was an actual it was actually a laser room. Um, I forget where they shot it at uh, specifically, but to think that entire room for one small piece of technology to power a laser when we have. A, oh yeah, it, it's amazing that this was. Oh my god, this was this <laughs> Take was a moment. It's okay. Over thirty years ago was when Tron came out, and we're coming up on the fortieth anniversary in six years. Amazing. I mean, before we were born, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, just an, an amazing, amazing look back in time that still holds interest and into where we came from as a technological culture mm-hmm. and would highly recommend have have Tron Nights, you know? Watch this with your friends. It is absolutely a wonderful movie. It's a fun group experience. Yeah. Um so uh let's let's take a look at the critical and box office, of course, released by Disney uh Disney Pictures. Uh nineteen eighty two. It had a budget of seventeen million, which for a big budget technological Marvel film like this is hearsay. They would they would have thrown at least three hundred million at this if if mm-hmm. this was modern and we'll look at the other budget when we do the other Tron way in the future. Right. Um, See what kind of money that got. It made thirty three million. It didn't even double its box office, which I mean it, it made its money back. It did, and I'm sure it's made countless countless of money back on all the licenses. Oh, since then. Regardless. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 70% for critics, and 69% for audience on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, the general feeling is, it's all right. Right. Well, and a lot of it, too, It's um, I was kind of noticing looking at some of the user reviews, it's, loved this as a kid, don't like it so much now, and people were kind of dinging it for that. Or people who had just watched it recently mm-hmm. weren't liking it. Which I don't understand. Which, yeah. I mean, I liked it plenty, and that was my first kind of... You monsters. ...jump into it. They're like, no. The plot was terrible, and it looked awful. Like, I don't... I mean, it looks a little basic compared to what we might be used to now, but even then... It still looks it looks pretty amazing. It's it's a time regardless. capsule regardless. Regardless. It's a time capsule from 1982, but the the time spent in 1982 makes you go, "Wow, that's amazing, Steve Jobs like Steve Jobs mm-hmm. look like that it it nailed the the aesthetic of 1982. It's it's supposed to be a dated movie. This mm-hmm. is a slice from there um and the only thing going back to blood for a second. The only thing that may not have been super forward was Flynn Flynn going, I need the evidence that I made that made the game. And then all of a sudden it's, we have to take down the MCP. So when Flynn gets back and gets the printout that's a, that has the evidence, you're like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Totally forgot. That's what he wanted. Awesome. That's all. Like that, seeing the tank battle at the top where he's just behind the, he's just behind the keyboard going, oh, whatever. And mm-hmm. realizing that all of that work was what it, he, that was them hacking the system, which is, which is, 
I think, cool. So, like, super it was cool. Very cool. Um, especially with the amount of time that passes between the grid and in the real world, but that happens a little bit more in Tron Legacy. Um, yeah, so let's let's go into some of these reviews. Uh, I tried to find ones, and I'm pretty sure I did, from when the movie first came out. Uh, Janet Maslin from the New York Times says, It's computer sequences exist in a blue-gray scream, scre- bleh, scheme filled with flashing lights, speeding objects, and dizzying motion. Its visual effects are wonderfully new. They are also numbing after a while. Sure. I mean, Fair. What is in? They don't keep expanding into like more elaborate things as the movie progresses. It's it's a progressive world, you know. I think mm-hmm. because it's on a black background that made it, you know. There's not as much to look at, but that helps you focus right. in on the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first time I, I watched this movie was on a computer screen, and it it the it was getting to me. It, it was hurt? getting my eyes. It was like, oh, this is. Oh, wow, very surprised. Watching it on TV, surprisingly, much better. Um, and then Roger Ebert, bless you, Roger Ebert, from the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, a dazzling movie from Walt Disney, which computers have been used to make themselves romantic and glamorous. Here's a technological sound and light show that is a, that is sensational and brainy, stylish, and fun. Don't know if I could have said it better myself. No, that's perfectly phrased. Love me some Bobby oh. Egbert. Um, Got that turn of phrase. Yes. he. I mean, it's like... People back in the day knew how to review films without being super negative. Who knew? Sip that tea. Shocking. Shocking. Mm. Who'd have thought? Rotten tomatoes. Um, <laughs> no, it's just an aggregate. I'm, I'm joke. I'm kidding. We're not talking about Suicide Squad here. Um, no. So let's let's get to some of our other fun games. We like to to go off of our favorite lines from the movie, whether it's serious, serious, whether it's silly. Um, minor are pretty basic and not too, uh, not too, uh, uh, special, but they're, they're just my favorite things that I have incorporated into my daily life. Okay. How about, how about you? I've got kind of a mix. I've got a couple that I liked that I thought were like were clever, funny, and then some that were just like, oh God, did they say that? <laughs> go on, go ahead. So, um, oh, here, one kind of earlier on, Crom. <laughs> I mean, sending me down here to play games? Who does he calculate he is? <laughs> the, yeah, the little changes in... Well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely loved it. <laughs> um, for, for me, I mean, it's one that's uh, end of line. Mm. Like, it, it's iconic. It, beyond iconic, and, and whenever you would... Uh, I said it in between a couple of friends of mine, like, through text, and anytime somebody would put end of line, you're like, okay, I guess we're not talking about that anymore. Because it was just like, I'm done. You go about go about your way. And it, it started as something super com, uh, super computy, mm-hmm. and then when he uses it against Dillinger once uh, S oh, starts yeah. to hit the fan, it's like, oh, he's serious. Yeah, Absolutely it starts serious. to become. And that was one of those references, end of line, you see it. Very often. Pretty, fairly often. And that was one of the references that I didn't understand. Oh, okay. And I was kind of like, okay, I know it's from Tron. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's got some meaning behind it that's, I didn't, it, I didn't get like the full brunt and of now you how, understand. yeah, of like how dramatic it gets. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was cool to see happen. It's another one of yours. Um, okay, so an exchange between Sark and Tron, and this one was one of my more ridiculous ones. So Sark, you're very persistent, Tron. And Tron fires back with, I'm also better than you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Bro, chill. Calm. Exercise your chill, bro. <gasps> yeah. That was a fun one. Um, uh, greetings programs. It just became a part of my lexicon. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. It, I loved at the end when he used it. Yeah, right in off the real of the, world. Mm-hmm. That was good. And and yeah, it come it comes back into play in in Legacy. But yeah, it, absolutely love it. And, and and I'll I'll just say my last one. Just okay. Hey, Alan, can I have some of your popcorn? <laughs> Why? That has to, yeah. Like, just so that you can see Ram in the real world. Like, that's the only yeah. reason. They had to throw him in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, what if I just ask him for some popcorn? F- whatever. Sure. Go ahead. That's you fine. You become popcorn co-worker. <laughs> whatever, Dan. Lives in infamy. Lives in infamy. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, I have to okay. show you something uh, after you watch Tron Legacy. Okay. That's amazing. Noted. Um, anyway, please. Okay. Well, there's, you know, bit moments. Uh, there was one that I kind of called when they're flying. Bit moments? <laughs> bit moments. Yes, no, no, yes, yes, no. That was uh, dumb. I apologize. <laughs> but there was a point where they're kind of um, careening through the uh, the landscape mm. as, with uh, Flynn at the wheel. And uh, he's making comments about how, like, oh, I'm a good driver, right? No. No. <laughs> and then they start kind of, they hit something and start, kind of, like, careening wildly out of control. And I turn to Robbie and I just go, he's just going to go, no, 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 no. <laughs> as I'm saying that, he starts going, no, 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 no. Absolutely well, love it. It's a great moment. Uh, we, have a, we have a commenter in chat, uh, Rob S., who says, wait, how have I not made you watch Legacy, Stacey? <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Um, <laughs> um, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll make a time of it, and it'll be a really fun time listening to Daft Punk, all of the fun stuff. Um, so let's move on to, uh, instead of recasting, because they did make a sequel, and there's been endless, uh, endless bits of uh, Tron to continue in between Legacy and now, we're going to talk about Tron's legacy. Not Tron Legacy, but the legacy of Tron. Uh, of course, Tron Legacy, oh. its sequel 20x years later. 25, almost 30 years later, uh, the DVD came out in time for the 30th anniversary, but um, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more in length, but that, that showed that Disney was willing to give it, they listened to the crowd and, mm-hmm. and gave us another peek into the grid, and it became a completely different type of movie, which was fine. Another, another thing, another movie that I feel has timeless appeal, um, unless you think electronica music is dated, um, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the games, the games themselves that came as a result of Tron, of course, Tron the arcade game, have you ever played it? No. It has, um, it has you have to uh, kill some of the spiders, there, you have okay. to get into the I.O. tower, there's of course light cycles, uh, there's disc battles. It's mm-hmm. one, of, one of the better arcade games from that generation. I, and, and I would highly recommend if anybody finds a, uh, finds a Tron machine, play it. Uh, and then send it to me because I want one. Um, but also, uh, there was <laughs> Solar Sailor, Deadly Discs, Discs of Tron, Adventures of Tron, which I have those two here. Um, Tron 2.0, which is the, the 2003 sequel that has since been retconned, was about uh, Jet Bradley, Jethro Bradley, um, Alan Bradley's son. Um, Alan Bradley's son with Laura, uh, who has passed on in this, but Yori makes an appearance in the game. Um, I have been, I've had that game for years, and my PC has never been able to play it. And I can't stand it. I've been wanting to play that game for so many years. I've been sitting on it. I've just been sitting on it. Then it came out for Steam, and then it had the same issue (laughs) that that the disc version had. No. Um, But yeah, it it redesigned, they they redesigned some stuff, but it was the same person who did designs for the original film, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3D. Um, 
And then around the time of the movie, they released Space Paranoids, which was the act, which was the game that Kevin Flynn designed. And you could play it. I think you can still play it online. You can play it on, on browser. Available. Yes. Yes, you can play it on browser. And then at Electronica and, and a couple of places around the country, they had arcade machines, which was which had the most one of the most unique setups ever because it was a it was a stick, it was a handle, it was a pilot stick, and a rollerball. So it was like a first-person shooter where you had to move the aimer and then pilot the actual gun. Very fun. I I beat one of Kevin's not night and all all of the high scores <laughs> were nine hundred ninety nine thousand on the machines. Why? Um, but they had um, to keep it consistent. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I sense. I did get a high score on one of the machines, electronic ones, nice. and I was like, yes, I'm better than Flynn at something. <laughs> um, but not nine hundred ninety nine. I'd be there all night. And then of course Tron Evolution, which was the prequel to Tron Legacy, which I would highly recommend. Actually, if you are an Xbox Live, uh, if you are a Gold member, it is free right now. Highly recommend it. It's super fun. It's got all of the aesthetic of the new movie, but it's just a fun third-person action game, and I would recommend it highly. Um, And then more recently, within the past year, Tron Runner, which is an endless runner game based in the Tron universe that um, I actually downloaded. They have, oddly enough, they have a season pass for the game, because everybody has a bloody season pass for their games. But it was on Super Sale, but it comes with uh, outfits from the original Tron, uh, so you could be dressed up as Yori, as Tron, as Flynn, as Flynn. But then it also has costumes from Tron Uprising and okay. new levels and new a whole bunch of new. And the the soundtrack is so good that it developed that it developed its own following and they released it independently. Uh, same thing with uh, Tron Evolution, Uprising, the Tron Legacy album, and then the remix album. Uh, music has become a new part of the Tron franchise, and I think it's one of the things that people unmistakably approve of it's i mean it's very recognizable mm. and i mean some of it has that calming effect like some of the it original does. but some yeah and then it kind of amps it up then you get into so derezzed and, mm-hmm. and some of the more uh, actual daft punky tracks um which are fun mm-hmm. but um something something that i i you haven't seen tron, tron uprising all right so everybody this is your homework if you're a fan of tron um, go to, and we're going to listen to a little bit right now from uh, Tron Legacy. But if you if you like this world, um, Disney XD made a series called Tron Uprising. It's got Elijah Wood, Mandy Moore, Bruce Boxliner returns as Tron, um, uh, Lance Henriksen, Paul Rubens. Amazing cast. It's only been one season. There is no confr- confirmation that it's been canceled. But you can watch the first episode for free online. Disney XD posted it on YouTube. So you can go there, leave a comment that you want to see this franchise continue. Because it, it, they've constantly proved through video games, through TV, through music, that this is a brand. This is a license that will continue to have legs on until the future. And I would highly recommend it. And to, even to the point where it invaded the real world. The grid invaded the real world and with Electronica. Disney's California Adventure, they had it for way too short of a time. Oh, it really was. It was so much fun. It was um, great. I loved the tell, tell the Tell the folks at home about what Electronica was like. I mean, Electronica, it looked like you were stepping onto the grid, to be quite honest. You know, they had the entrances set up so that it really looked like you were kind of being scanned in the way they had. They used laser lights and shows. Mm-hmm. Um, laser Man, he controlled the lasers. Laser Man, yes. Laser Man was awesome. Look, look up a video of Laser Man at Electronica and have yourself a trippy time. Good time. Mm. I mean, they, they served Tron-themed drinks. They had Flynn's Arcade open in the back. It was always packed. But How many glowy ice cubes do you have? 
Because we have at least six or seven from Electronica. You know, I don't know if I ever accumulated that many. No? Oh, yeah. I so think I've got one or cubes. two floating around at home, but... We also, they also had, like, the the glowy uh, glasses that said Electronica oh, yeah. on them. Uh, you could watch a screening of uh, a special, like, 4D look at Tron Legacy, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, they had tournaments with the Wii version of the Tron Legacy game. Um, they had a DJ spinning all night and... Which was great dance music. It was I mean it was amazing. The, it was the place you went at night to go kind of get your party on at Disneyland mm-hmm. a little bit. You could you could drink on Disney property and it was a cool aesthetic. Which, Everybody was dancing. Right. I mean, which was one of the first novel things that everyone was like, Oh, they're serving drinks. Actual alcohol. Go. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Um but yeah, it, it it was something that I think was gone too soon and the fact mm-hmm. that they've abandoned Maybe not abandoned, but they've sort of put the franchise on the shelf for now. Makes me sad that we won't get more of that type of an experience in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the last sort of thing that we're going to do, that's our last game, is we're going to talk about our, fa- our three favorite pop culture references that have come as a result of Tron. These are in no particular order, uh, except mine. I know exactly what my favorite is. But, um, Stacey, why don't we start out with one of yours? Okay. Um... Let's start with uh, Fairly Odd Parents, which was one of my favorite shows growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made references all over the world about everything, and one of them was an episode in which Timmy requested the perfect video game uh, to impress his friends, and they got dragged into a game that looks astonishingly like the world in Tron. Similarly to Tron. to the grid. I mean, even their outfits have a very Tron aesthetic to it. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun one. I, I used to have Game Boy Advance had Game Boy Advance video, which were carts that had Fairly Odd Parents cartoons, SpongeBob cartoons, even Shrek. And mm-hmm. one of the ones, the one of the Fairly Odd Parents ones, had that on it. Is, get to watch yeah, it so I I used to watch that episode all the flipping time. Um, bi- yeah, big fan of Fairly Odd Parents and that episode. I mean, it's a, oh, yeah. anything about video games before they really popped is, is like, oh, I'm all about. It was, it. Hey, they're talking about video games. I like Look. video games. Um, <laughs> And then I'm going to go, essentially, I think the very first time, uh, or, okay, I'll, let's go to that one. Um, uh, so, uh, Dexter's Laboratory had an episode where Dexter got an old uh, computer program called the Master Control, uh, Master Computer mm-hmm. Program, uh, to which I, I still call the MCP Master, Compu- Master Computer, um, and it took over his whole lab, and he gets into a, essentially a light cycle, and it's a it's a fun little nod to Tron, but that was, I believe, the very first exposure to the Tron franchise that I ever had, and I, and I still, I mean, Dexter's Lab lives on in all of us. You know, it may have well been mine, too. Um, I wouldn't have recognized it at the time. Exactly, but then but, going back and going, mm-hmm. it's MCP, it's a giant red head. Oh yeah, um, very and, clear. <laughs> and there was another picture that that I didn't pick of Dexter in a light, essentially mm-hmm. a light cycle. But uh, yeah, ab- absolutely one of my favorites. Okay. We'll go back to uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, which was yeah. my first introduction to Tron. I mean, the entire level was based on Tron there. You can see them all wearing I mean, how can Tron you not? Gear. How can you not sees that, that aesthetic and go, I need more of that in my they life right now. cool. I didn't like the <laughs> level. <laughs> Man. It, yeah. It, it, it was... That was my favorite level in Kingdom Hearts 2. 
Especially because I got to be surprised by it because I had very little knowledge of Tron at that okay. until that point. I think at that point in my life I didn't like surprises. I like the familiarity. <laughs> I, it's I like it's okay, true. here's the part where Will Turnell's gonna put the gun to his head and then everybody's gonna turn into a zombie and then you know. uh, whatever mm. the weird weird parts of the Caribbean level that they had. Yeah, that got there were a couple of weird moments. Oh, plenty, absolutely plenty. Oh, I need to show you an amazing picture of Zaldin from Organization oh, Thirteen. Anyway, that weird place. Um, <laughs> next, I'm gonna go with. Freakazoid. Uh, didn't think about it until the past couple of years when Freakazoid finally started to come back into public uh, public eye. They released, re-released the DVDs. The entire thing is a parody of Tron. The first two episodes. In the, the theme song, check out Dexter Douglas, Nerd Computer Ace, was searching on the internet and got zapped to cyberspace. He gets sucked into the computer, turns into Freakazoid, and also I find it funny, the internet drives him absolutely insane, which is kind of another predictor of modern society. But yeah, yeah. He, he gets sucked into the computer, becomes a superhero as a result, and is just a, a general lunatic. I absolutely love Freakazoid still to this day. Wonderful. Yeah. And and all and it I don't think we would have gotten Freakazoid if we didn't get Tron. Uh, yeah, it kind of set that groundwork mm-hmm. for it. It's to like, be oh, able what if to... we what if we did something else sucked into a computer? Mm-hmm. Why not? What's your last one? Kind of interesting the idea. So, a show near and dear to my heart has used Tron a couple of times, but I think the most, well, the most overt reference for sure. So, Futurama, which, you know, parodies sci-fi history through across the board you've got i mean anything and everything and so uh one episode called law and oracle you know uh anyone familiar with the show it's about a group of delivery people basically flying around the universe and delivering packages so our main character gets sick of being a delivery boy and joins the police academy <laughs> so it's a parody of a lot of different 80s franchises oh yeah no they i mean they cover all kinds of things mm-hmm. constantly so there he is riding on his light cycle and they have a very very tron i mean directly from tron absolutely sequence in Mm -hmm. which in which they're speeding around on the light cycles chasing after the bad guys and yeah absolutely lovely reference mine nobody this last one is my absolute favorite and nobody's gonna get it because it comes from my favorite web series of all time that sort of brought me into this world of web video. It's a series called Tiki Bar TV. They had an episode, they've had over 40 episodes. Uh, the 20th episode was called The Son of the Internet, which uh, is about uh, a character played by Alex Albrecht, who I don't even know if kids know who Alex Albrecht is, who is a pioneer in web video, uh, plays the illegitimate bastard son of the father of the internet. Uh, and when they show a, him getting a call from his father, we first see the Tiki version of Master Control Program, and then there's also uh, references to the bit. It's full of Tron references. Um, oh, there's, e- there's even a miniature uh, d- uh, disc battle, but it's the, the whole series I would highly recommend because it's a great irreverent comedy show. But they also, when they get to referential stuff like that, it gets really fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that was my really, man, I should really I should really get into this Tron stuff a little bit more if, if it's even getting into web series. That's right. You, I mean, you had references all Everywhere. over the place, which is like, hey, Tron, Tron. I, I would even say oh. a, a, a notable mention to The Strokes. Um, was it 2159? Uh, they, did, they did an entire record. Uh, that all of the aesthetics were of the grid. And, and it's like they shot a video that was classic Tron. So, I, yeah, I, I totally forget the name of the song. If anybody in chat knows, please let me know. Um, but uh, final thoughts on Tron. You know, even seeing it in modern day, I enjoyed it a lot. I, it got a little slow sometimes mm-hmm. with some of the plot 
And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a particularly fleshed out exciting plot necessarily, but it was interesting. Yeah. And the world was fascinating. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I want to know what all those other idol programs. And we learned you know, a little bit more about all it. The history. We learned a little bit more about it in Tron Legacy. So we're gonna we're I'm gonna ready. hang out. We're gonna have a good oh, time. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love this movie, this franchise, everything. I sometimes you can't talk to me without me saying something about Tron. Almost daily, I say. Man, I miss Electronica. Just the last song at my wedding was a song from Electronica. That's how much this whole franchise has affected me. Um, And so I absolutely love it. Tell your friends, have parties. Let's keep Tron going in the public lexicon. Let's go for Tron 3. I'm super excited about it. Would you give this franchise a game over or an extra life? Extra life. Bring on more Tron. Extra life. 100% 100% for me, if you couldn't tell. Uh, last thing, in no two way. weeks, we will be back here talking about another video game movie. This time, we're going back to the bottom of the spectrum. <laughs> we cheated this week. We yes. have to. I wanted a week off, but you know what? We're going back to the man called Uva Bowl. We're going to see a classic from Mr. Uva Bowl starring Jason Statham. It's called. In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege tale, of course, based off of the Dungeon Siege franchise. So, make sure to check that movie out. I know you want to see it. You do. Ron Perlman's in it. A lot of really notable actors are in it. So, go check it out. In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege tale. We'll be back here in two weeks talking about that. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review down below. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. We have a good time here. Make sure to get Tron Evolution. It is free right now on the Xbox Live Arcade if you are a gold member. But... Until next time, Stacy, where can the folks find you? Find me online at Twitter at Stacy Shuttles or online on Twitter and across the web at Nerds Doing Stuff, where I do all kinds of random things as a nerd. As a nerd. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mark Bidonica. You can also find me on other shows here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Last week I did an episode of Sci-Fi Weekly with a wonderful person named Zach Wilson. And I also did uh, today's episode of Jedi Alliance. We're coming up on 100 episodes. So if you're a Star, Star Wars fan, please make sure to check it out. We have a great time. It's a lot of fun. Also on our sister's site after buzz follow us here at the popcorn talk and also follow me at mark bidonica it's a whole bunch of stuff happening right now whole bunch of video games coming out right now uh also follow patrick p to the d's he also does a podcast called pixel by pixel follow him there but until next time programs we will see you in the grid from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.